Hello, Bart. Mom! Dad! Your family can't help you now. Oh, no! Dad's been drugged! No, he hasn't! Hello, and you're listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast powered by the Batman Universe. Check out the Batman Universe for this and many other great Batman podcasts. I'm Josh, and joining me is... This is Don. This is Jan. I'm going to squeeze your face. Solitate. This is Stella. And this is Ben. And this is Dustin. Um, actually, no. It's just John and I. Um, <laughs> and don't forget Robin! <laughs> and Stephen Lacey in my best British accent. And John Wilson for the April Fool's episodes. <laughs> You'll see this year, folks. Um, actually, so it's just Don and I um, this week. We're going season two and season three style because um, Jan was not feeling well. So uh, um, there wasn't any, you know, we were hoping that she'd feel better by the time um, the recording rolled around. But she's going to take the week off as I've done in the past, as Don did in the past and as Stella has. Um, and full disclosure, folks, we actually recorded this episode last night and uh, the recording screwed up. So this is our second time doing this. So if <laughs> we're also so on a time gonna... crunch, so <laughs> if yeah, it seems a little brisk. Also... Yeah, we're also on a time crunch. So, uh, you know, th- this episode's going to be a little different, probably more on topic, hopefully. So no, like long tangents about Goof Troop meets Jurassic Park and Aladdin and like. No, like half-hour blooper section of you know of, of Mulan parodies. So, uh, but anyway, this episode was called Reunion, which I, I feel like um, two episodes ago should have been called that because I felt I, I kept on saying that like that was the episode of Reunion. But well, this was like like like, like, like I guess uh, Ivy and Selena, but they've already met rematch, and then Bruce and Alfred. Well, they've already met. Yeah, Bullock and um, Bullock and Gordon, Ivy and Selena, um, Riddler and Riddler. <laughs> Ish. Well, Riddler and Oswald, you know, yeah. uh, as well. Uh, Ultimate ship. <laughs> a, a, a few different people, but yeah, Poison Ivy is going around doing her plants things, and then, uh, and Gordon's like, oh wait, Bullock killed Ivy's father in the pilots. We better save him. Come on, Alvarez, you're in this episode. Whoopee! <laughs> and then, uh, so they burst through the door, and Alvarez gravely surmises, we were too late. We've <laughs> oh, lost. Oh no! <laughs> Bullock's been dropped. <laughs> No, he hasn't. <laughs> uh, which, uh, <laughs> we have to explain the joke just because... Uh, oh, I, I got the sound clip to use for the episode. Okay, yeah, but but basically there was an episode of Simpsons where Sideshow Bob uh, uh, ties up the Simpson family so he could kill Bart, and uh, Homer is, like, passed out cold and, like, drooling, and Lisa says, Oh, no, Dad's been drugged, and Marge, like, runs, No, he hasn't. <laughs> so, Bullet... <laughs> And, and as if uh, Don and I weren't already laughing at the Simpsons reference, uh, Bullock, Bullock says gets... zinc when he wakes up. Yeah, Bullock like yeah, yeah, zinc, zinc. Uh, <laughs> but, but but when they go after Ivy, like Bullock like forgets his pants, which reminded Don and I of like that Ben McKenzie charity commercial where like he's pantsless and like it's like help Ben McKenzie find his pants to win a chance to go to an escape room. Oh God, so. <laughs> So Bullock and Gordon, you know, go after Ivy, but it actually takes uh, Selena Kyle standing up to her to stop her plan. Uh, meanwhile, Bruce is trying to apologize to Alfred, and uh, Alfred wants Bruce to prove that he's changed himself. So Bruce does this, like, speech in front of Wayne Foundation, you know, saying, like, after my parents died, there was a man who took me under his wing, a man who's like a father to me, a mighty, mighty man. I hope I can honor him. And as Alfred's like crying, he's like, lost to me. That was beautiful. Oh, you like that speech I did about homeless cop? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> now let me thank you by shooting you because <laughs> Gordon 
shoots Bruce this episode. It was always going to end this way. Um, uh, <laughs> if you've seen the episode, you know what we're talking about. And I like to assume that everyone who like listens to this podcast watches the show. Otherwise, if you guys are only going by what we're telling... We, we, we have do have really... listeners who don't watch the show. I remember that yeah. from the Colin show. You must have, like, a really twisted view of this show if you're just going by, like, our summaries, because, like... We don't lie. <laughs> yeah, we lie. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> There's no Solomon Grundy on the show. Drew Powell left the show in season one. Actually, we haven't seen Drew Powell for a few weeks, but, um... You'd think he'd be of, useful in the, in, the, in, the, in the Leslie and Sophia scene. Yeah, but speaking of the Narrows and Leslie and Sophia, you know... The sisters-in-law finally, you know, gather to stare at a picture of Mario and say, we've stared at this picture long enough. And uh, <laughs> so Sophia's like, I want the Narrows. Um, so she's able to surmise um, through Enigma spies that actually she's just trying to mess with Gordon. So Lee's like, oh, <laughs> I can give you so much shit on Gordon, you know. Did you know he stole someone's luggage from an airport once? And uh, <laughs> and he forgot his pants and he cheated. <laughs> I was going to make a reference to something that he did in his personal life i'm not, I'm not <laughs> you cannot that. do that oh, by the way, <laughs> easy edit easy edit we're not gonna say it uh, oh, well, i should say that like they like the deadpool 2 the deadpool 2 trailer is out now so we're back to deadpool jokes yeah well <laughs> if lee like if nigma starts wearing like you know a red mask you know and like and carrying around swords then sure <laughs> I'm all for it. Or who knows what she'll be doing in Deadpool? We had Calendar Girl in season two. Like, <laughs> what will Lee's new theme song be? My now? Sharona or something. Yeah, but anyway, um, she's like, so would you like this information on homeless cop? Actually, I'd like to smash your hand with a hammer. Well, I don't see. Wait a minute! Ow! No, this actually hurts. Good <laughs> God! I... Yeah, that, that 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 was brutal. Uh, we're making light of it, but we'll talk about it later. But yeah, that was brutal. Uh, and what was the third plot? I know that there was like three, but it's uh, Bullock and Gordon make up, Alfred and Bruce, Ivy, Ivy Selena, Riddler. Ivy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Riddler um, is kind of at war with his inner psyche, and he basically is able to trick himself into going to Arkham, where Oswald welcomes him with his loving arms. Yeah, and they almost kiss, and they unlock the Riddler persona. So that was reunion. Um. What plot line should we talk about first? Um, I mean, like, I mean, full disclosure. Do you want to do it like we did last, like, uh, last night, where like we started with Ivy and then we, then we went with Bruce and Alfred, then like uh, the Riddler thing? Yeah, you know, we could go where the conversation takes us. But what did we start with last night? Did you say Ivy? It was. I think we started with like Ivy and Selena. Yeah, yeah. Which um, I'll go ahead and let you go first because I just talked a lot. Okay, sure. Well, I, 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 you know, again, Briss bullet points. Sorry, folks, but like. Um, in, in summation, um, I will never not pay, uh, praise Peyton List for her performance. She is a solid Poison Ivy, and I think that she really sells the sort of, sort of like, you know, embittered, kind of like uh, evil seductress. And I, whatever things you can say for the Ivy character, she's the best part of that character, I think, out of the whole series and all, all seasons. That being said, there was a lot of, you know, Selena and Poison Ivy sort of like like continuity character development and character interaction in this that you know there's like oh you know or you're saying this isn't you like you know I've always hated you Selena I, 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 you were my friend Ivy it's through it's not necessarily the fact that this is a different actress to me it was more the fact that like Ivy as a character throughout the series has not really been focused at all like in season one she was all all but a cameo she appeared less than Alan Montoya season two the same thing. Season three, she did appear a bit more at the beginning and end as Megagia, but 
she really was never focused on. So, like, all of a sudden now, when she's sort of this major threat, I, and I'm wondering if Jen has the same thought process, because she can usually kind of explain these things away with, like, clear cell. But, like, um, I did not really get a large sense of, like, you know, oh, they've come so far from there. Because I feel that, like, Ivy has kind of been a bit character for the most, most part. So, like, while I like the actress, I thought that the whole... You know, the weight of the character interaction between her and Selena felt hollow because not so much of the actress, but because the show never really used her until now. What did you think? Um, actually, I, it's I'm trying to articulate this more, you know, because I, I feel like I was able to do it better on the lost recording that the fans will never hear. But uh, I've kind of had to leave a lot of the baggage of Maggie Gia and uh, and uh, uh, I almost said painless so Maggie Gia and Claire Foley behind for this Ivy and like kind of forget that it's supposed to be this 14 year old girl because you know, not, not that she's not that they've actually gotten her right. Like, and she hasn't been like a little girl for like since two actresses ago. I, it's easier for me to forget it as opposed to Maggie Gia when she was like just a little girl the year before. Um, that being said, that confrontation between Ivy and Selena, um, even though these two actresses have only like been in these three episodes together, the, the way that, like, Karen B. Kondova and her, like, played off the tension, they were able to sell me on the fact that, like, these two have been friends for years, even though, like, this is not the same Ivy, like, by any means. Um, the way that the actresses played the scene and the emotional stakes, I was able to buy that, like, you know, this was, that this meant something. And, and I especially love Selena, you know, like, taking a stand, you know, and going up against Ivy and risking her life. And I kind of liked... Um, how they had that stalemate at the end where, like, they both could have easily killed each other. And uh, <laughs> this was... There are some episodes where, even if I'm not digging on the plot, I just, like, marvel at, like, the actor and actress's, like, performances. And this was one of those episodes. And I was, like, just, like, walking away from it thinking, man, you know, this this cast is really strong. Like, you know, kudos to Cameron B. Kondova. And as I said the, the last few weeks with Peyton List... She exudes, like, confidence and, like, basically, like, it, to, to borrow, you know, um, a, a stupid song from a few years ago, she's sexy and she knows it. Uh, she, <laughs> but, but, like, she does know it. She, like, walks into the room and she, like, she owns it. Whereas, like, Maggie Gia, she kind of played Ivy, like, more awkward. And I don't know if that was a director's decision or a script's decision, but, like, with Maggie Gia, they basically played it like she was a little girl in a grown woman's body, which which she was, that was the character. Um, you know, she's a teenage girl who found herself in the body of like a grown attractive woman. And she behaved as such, you know, by like eating junk food and like talking to penguin, like she was like his annoying little sister. Um, we've, we've left that behind. And like, this is an Ivy that is like, more like she is in the comics. This is an Ivy that all of a sudden is very, very angry and, I mean, I, I, I kind of I understand where, where they got that, but I feel as though that, like, it's a, a righteous anger that they didn't really lead up to uh, organically. I mean, in Maggie Gia's last episode, you kind of see her getting that way a little bit. Like, you know, like, I want a seat at the table. I'm tired of being pushed around because everyone was just oh, like... Oh, they all say that! You know, they do! Like, <laughs> I want to see, like... <laughs> It's like Thanksgiving dinner at like Gotham all the time because everyone's always like, "I want a seat at the table." Like, <laughs> at least three or four characters have said that, <laughs> making it matter less and less. Well, I mean, I mean I, I, a lot of times I think of like Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy, and like I feel that like her indignation towards is, plant life is was, that the only other live action Poison Ivy that we've ever gotten. It would have been because there's like 
the various cartoons, and that would have been it. Yeah, even though she's been around since the sixties. Yeah, like because I, I can't think of she was not on the sixties show. Oh, oh, I, I, yeah, she definitely wasn't. Um, yeah, I can't imagine where else there would have been a live action Poison Ivy. I'm just, you know, I don't even think she was in like the cartoons going. before in the animated series. I don't, I don't think she was in like the the uh, the seventies cartoon or the sixty eight cartoon. <laughs> the, the filmation one, the one with Batmite and stuff, and yeah, uh, horrible cartoon. <laughs> Let's, I like the sixty eight cartoon, the seventies cartoon that you hear on BTO sucked, but like, um. There's very few Poison Ivy versions besides the animated versions in, in Batman and Robin. And I was going to say that, like, Uma Thurman, uh, she was kind of, she, they kind of set up her love of plants uh, early in the, like, really, right before she turned evil. So, like, I kind of bought that, but she was less kind of like, you know, I'm mad at everyone, this is revenge. Uh, so it was, it was a bit more easier to kind of swallow. Which Batman is weird, and Robin saying. protect us, even from plants and flowers. <laughs> Batman and Robin was a staunch defenders of the status quo. Clueless <laughs> cop. And, 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 and it was a clueless cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go, Jason Redder, just for you. I forget what she says, but like, I, I wish I could recite the dialogue, because Arthur is the best actor in that movie. Um, we should probably move on. Well, uh, it's not a hard contest to do, but like, I'll go ahead and say it. This is my favorite live-action Poison Ivy because her competition is only like what three other women. Well, it's because because I I really like Corey Michael Smith's Riddler, but I like him when he's being the Riddler. Like, there's so much crap that kind of they throw in there that, that I don't like it as a whole. And with this Poison Ivy, I could never say this is my favorite Poison Ivy because of like the pervertedness. Really? But 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 like in terms of the performance, but like, like so like Uma Thurman like more. Well, well, well what I, what I, what I mean is that like in terms of the performance with Peyton List, it's definitely the best. But like in terms of like the Poison Ivy version, no. <laughs> I mean, my favorite's not Diane Percy from the anime series, but like um. As, well, as, that's why I said live live action. Well, yeah, you're talking about like the Peyton List characterization rather than like you know the version of the Poison Ivy character. Well, I guess like your favorite live action Poison Ivy, however, however criteria you would want to give that, you know, Peyton List, Claire Foley, no, none of them. I mean, like it would be with, Poison, with Peyton List, it would be her performance. <laughs> your favorite is none of them. <laughs> you well, choose to I, abstain. I, well, I mean, I mean, like, like, like I don't know if you. What I'm trying to say is that like Peyton List's performance is great, but I, that's that's what I'll, I'll have to kind of land on rather than like you know this version of Ivy is my favorite because it's it's really kind of carried with a lot of baggage. Um, but I, I know what you mean. I think when it's like, like you know, as they've personified Poison Ivy in these last few episodes, that's that's like the close. I, I, I get that, but like, it to me, it's, it has to be kind of a little bit more kind of a narrow specification rather than the whole version. <laughs> I'm looking at the Wikipedia page just to see like if there's ever been another live poison action Poison Ivy, and uh, yeah, the it's it's just Uma Thurman and. Um, <laughs> Uma Thurman and uh, and and these three. But she could be a camp villain, but like she she is one of the best because she can be so intense. But they're all camp villains. I mean, <laughs> the Joker is so serious, you guys. I mean, they're all campy. So like, it depends on how you kind of kind of play them. Yeah. Um, and then her um her stuff with Bullock. I know that you had some like thoughts on that. Uh oh, I liked the twist where it turned out that Zounds Bullock was under control. In the last hour or so, like that was cool. I liked homeless cop, you know, doing a Doppler when it was just like, 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 uh, what color is her hair? Red or scarlet? Hmm, I don't know. Hey, where'd you go? And then they get into like, you know, this Hanna Barbera chase. <laughs> homeless, homeless cop. Yeah, I, I, I love that crap. 
That's Santa Barbera. <laughs> one day, one episode where we have more time, we have to like edit the Hanna Barbera running sound to like Gordon like yelling homeless homeless cop as he's like running away. Like, <laughs> oh, I wonder that the last time because it was even more of, of a of a of a run cycle. But like, uh, um, <laughs> we have the rest of the season. Who knows what he'll be running from? Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I, th- I think this. I mean, I don't know if you had thoughts on that, but I think this was would lead us to the Bullock and Gordon stuff. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. I, I thought that the was funny and, and i do like um the how, how they're remembering that oh yeah like uh bullock totally did kill you know uh ivy's dad in the pilots and uh which which we talked about more on last night in the lost recording like you know how like well you know like gordon why is she mad at gordon for it and and, and the point that i brought up was like even though gordon didn't like directly kill that mario to which i had to remind you which mario i was talking about because like don't be named Mario and like go near Gordon and his gun because you're gonna die. But anyway, like as far as Ivy Pepper knows, like the two cops came to her house to chase her dad, and then like her dad wound up dead. And even though like Gordon didn't pull the trigger, like it was a confrontation with Gordon where he died. So you know it, it, it's like the whole Harry Osborne thing, like Spider Man killed my father. Uh. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it is. <laughs> That's another thing too, because we've, I don't think we ever, ever, ever saw Ivy react to her father's death before. It was even implied that he was abusive to her, but now it's like you killed my father. That if, if that that kind of feels like an, an excuse to be violent. I would just imagine that like changing actresses all these times and like getting new bodies. Like I feel like her brain chemistry and her psyche's kind of been messed with. So things that she might have reacted to differently before. I know this is a BS explanation as far as some people like you are concerned, mm-hmm. but like. Just like changing appearances and changing ages and bodies does things to you. So I think that her mind is a little more warped. I mean, in fact, I know her mind's a little more warped because she didn't care. Like that that first episode where she comes out of the cocoon and she's like looking at people like eating salads and getting angry. Like she wouldn't have done that when she was Claire Foley. So I feel like, you know, she was probably upset about her dad before, but maybe she was more sensible about it. But now that she's a more angry person she's reacting to it in a different way and maybe she always felt this way somewhat but her more rational side was able to calm it because i'm trying to remember if as maggie gia she ever interacted with gordon it's because usually i'm better at remembering uh, this stuff on the show ooh, but that's like a question yeah i i can't off the top of my head think of a maggie gia well, did, they, uh, did he react when he, when he saw peyton list like they say like like, like, like Pep, ivy pepper is a girl i mean i, I mean I'm a, you know like a small girl like a, like a, like a young girl well, I remember when he saw Ivy, he's like, Ivy, you've changed. He wasn't like, you look different now. He was like, because <laughs> when, when he first saw her again was last episode with Lucius when, uh, <laughs> I know karate. No, you don't. <laughs> JCPD. I see. Uh, I don't remember any scenes with him and Maggie. I do remember him looking for her because I remember like they found like her discarded Bumblebee outfit and he was like, this is Ivy's sweater, you know, like as if like no one else in Gotham City had that sweater. Um, I remember that in season three, which I mentioned right. on the recording last night, you know, take a shot for every time you say it, that l- the other week I was watching um, the promotional video that Gotham put out in season three. And like they were interviewing the cast and talking about Maggie Gia, like, you know, being the new Poison Ivy and people like Ben McKenzie and the producers are from now on. Ivy's going to be more like she is in the comics because now she's Maggie Gia and like this is going to be the new Poison Ivy forever. And, like, they were just, like, making a big deal about how, like, you know, it's a new Ivy, and it's always going to be this way. And I was like, this was a year ago. Like, <laughs> And I maintain like, that, like, that like this was not the plan. They were not intending to have three actresses oh, for this one course, character. Of course not. Of course not. Like, 
I, I think that they were intending on using Claire Foley. Like, like in season one at the very beginning, I feel like Claire Foley was supposed to be a bigger deal because she was billed as a serious regular. And when we went to San Diego, she had her face on those like uh, trains buses, right like, next to uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, like like trains. Yeah, like she had equal prominence, like in promotionalized to like Barbara Keene and like Fish Moon. She had like ten seconds of screen time in, in the in a pilot. Which is weird because uh, that's the thing. It's, it's like they never used her, and I don't. You know, you, we could say it's, it's the actress's thing, but even with Maggie Giha, who was a better actress, like they just never used her. So now it's kind of you know say, oh, now she's a big deal. It feels, um, it doesn't feel organic. Well, and 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 we debated last night, like if uh, Maggie Giha left on her own, or if um, or if she was fired, like or. Like, cause I think her, she quit because her she, agents. I, I well, no, I, I, I propose that her agent probably got her out because she was not doing anything. I, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm a, I would imagine she wasn't doing yeah. anything. I, I don't think it's that because, like, just because they're changing directions so much, I feel like when they brought Maggie Gia on, they tried to do certain things and it it didn't work. Not because of Maggie Gia's as an actress, but just because like. The way that the, that the show is having it played, like as this like goofy Miss Tessmacher sidekick, and as this like you know like little girl in a grown one's but they realized it wasn't working the way they wanted to. So I feel like they decided to go back to the drawing board, and in doing that, just like whatever, change actresses again, or, or maybe they, I mean, because they set that up with her like taking that little drug in the second episode of the season. You know, when that when that Chinese like, no, those are ancient magic herbs, you know, like don't take them. Like <laughs> I was like <laughs> And that's all the explanation we need, which I go so back to that. like um <laughs> uh, uh, if you listen to the first season of our podcast, um I mentioned that there was like a kid who I was driving home from school and like and he would watch Gotham in the car, like on my tablets. So I would sometimes talk in the first season, oh, the kid who I drive home from school had this reaction or this. So um, his school schedule changed and his mom's work schedule changed. So like him and I did not do season two together. So he hasn't seen the show since season one. And I'm actually taking him home from school again. And he's in high school. It's actually, it's, but he saw my homeless cop, uh, Funko pop. And he was asking what's happened with the show. And he was bringing up stuff. I forgot about And One of the things that he brought up was, uh, the, I think the episode was called Viper. It was one of the first episodes and how like, it was that early version of Venom, and it makes you super strong, but because it uses all the calcium in your bones for, like, that strength, the people, like, would crave milk, and then they would die. And he, when he brought that up, I was like, oh, yeah, that was back when, like, the show was at least not trying – I'm not going to say realistic, but, like, trying to have, like, explanations for things. But now it's, like, magic powers and, like, <laughs> oh, Butch must have grown his arm back because he was in a magic Indian Hill swamp. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> the show tried a little harder back then, you know, now, like, they don't care. Ma- mag- magic exists in the show like this. <laughs> How did this ancient plant that gives you superpowers wind up in this shopkeepers, you know, like store <laughs> in, in random Gotham City? If he has this, why isn't he rich? But um, I digress about that. The, uh, before we move on, um, uh, uh, just because and, and let me know if you have anything else to say. I'm just trying to keep it moving because I know you have to go to work. Uh uh, the before we move on from Ivy, we have to give kudos to Alvarez because <laughs> um, he was he in the show. This episode he had lines. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, <laughs> I guess Harper wasn't available this week, so he he got some prominence. He got some lines. He got some screen time. You know, uh, so. <laughs> well, they partner partner those two up together. Yeah, where, where was Harper? 
Uh, I joked in that DC and DC episode that like Harper and Alvarez are secretly hooking up because <laughs> we're not. We're, if you're a fan, you're a shipper. So like, this, there's never in bet- anything in between. I mean, just because they're like the two minor cop characters, like on the show, uh, <laughs> that like it to, to to deliver exposition to. My favorite Alvarez moment is like him writing down Alvarez and loves Ivy, like no first name given. He's like, yeah, no, 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 no first. Name. It's the stupidest thing. <laughs> I don't think they've ever given his first name on the show. Although I could be wrong. I, I forget what his name is in the comics. I know he has one. It's Carlos, isn't it? Probably. This is why we need Jan. <laughs> <sighs> okay, we got to move on. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm ready when you are. So, um, okay, next, Pauline, let's talk about, uh, uh, I don't remember what we talked about next last time, so I guess let's just do Bruce and Alfred, for lack of better. Just And I didn't have too much to say about them last night. I doubt I'm going to have too much to say this time. It's just, um, I did like Davi Mazzaz's performance. Like, I, he is a really, really good actor in owning this Bruce Wayne role. Um, so even though... Uh, I used to call this stuff wheel spinning in the old episodes. Like, okay, it's him and Alfred making up. We didn't need an episode on that. We didn't need that to be earned. And they made sure that they gave it enough time that it was earned. But otherwise, I don't necessarily have too much to say about, you know, that plot line in general. Well, I will say is that, like, I liked that. It, it's, it, even though Alfred says you need to prove to me that you've changed it, it was resolved in the same episode. Um, I... I thought it was funny that that Bruce is, you know, Alfred's like, "Why didn't you tell uh, Master Golden who you were?" He's like, "I don't know." Just kind of to BS the whole secret. <laughs> well, maybe thing. he wouldn't have shot you. <laughs> you don't know that for a fact. <laughs> um, but it, I liked it. It was it was good. And and, and like I, as I mentioned last night, take a shot. Um, when they were sitting to get next together, it looked like Davi Mazzaz was taller than Sean Pertwee. And Sean Pertwee's tall because I mean, I mean, I, I believe he's the same height as his father, who was a very tall doctor. Uh, John Pertwee. So, so I, not to say that like, they like Davi Pro, uh, Davi Pertwee, Davi is like seven <laughs> feet tall, but like they finally fused into one person. Keyword <laughs> being finally, but um, no, I, I liked it. Yeah, uh, and just just another thing worth noting too about the whole uh, Gordon shooting Bruce is like in the same episode, Gordon's like you know giving Harvey like garbage for like you know shooting that one like cop accidentally when like Professor Pig said that trap. He's like, "You shot this person. You should have known better." And it's like, honestly, like Gordon shoots people at the slightest provocation. Like in fairness to Bullock, it did look like Professor Pig was like holding a weapon and was about to use it on someone. So it was like it, it was a mistake, but it was a trap, you know. So like Gordon like shot Bruce, and Bruce wasn't coming at him with a knife. Bruce wasn't, you know, like about to stab someone or something. He just another episode in the row of Gordon with a gun, like shooting someone that but he just could not bring himself to shoot Rachel Ghoul when he had a child at a, at a knife's throat. You know what? I <laughs> it's funny because I was defending that when you and Jam were on the show, but now, like months later, after he shot everyone else, I, I will give that to you. You know what? Yeah, like. He shoots everyone else all the time, but he didn't shoot, like, Rachel Ghoul when, you know, there was a kid's life at stake. When, like, but, everything yeah. in the world told him to. Yeah, like, I, 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 I will finally agree with you now, you know, so there you go. <laughs> Thank you. It was, it was, it was a victory. So, sorry, Jan, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 wasn't she with me on that? <laughs> Well, I'm saying sorry, Jan, because like uh, because I because I disagreed with her originally. Oh, right, so. right, right. <laughs> I'm making penance. Uh. Uh, let's see. Um, after that, do we want to talk about the narrow stuff? That would be uh, yeah. Uh, 
very interesting thing to talk about, which, uh, okay, um, that scene at the end with Marina Baccarin and uh, Crystal Reed where, with the torture, wow, I have to hand it to Marina Baccarin. She totally crushed that scene. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, thumb, thumbs up, um, you know, like, let's give her a hand. Um, she, she, what a smashy she performance. To- yeah, I mean, it was very, very smashing. I mean, that scene was just pulverizing, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Why you might even say that Sophia beat Lee's hand with a hammer and it's in our stomachs right now. <laughs> Scratch well, that. Simpson reference, folks. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we love them. If you ever want to understand half the jokes we make on the podcast, watch like the first 10 seasons. Yeah, watch the good episodes of The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip everything after year 10. Um, that was <laughs> that was great. I do love how uh, the two like Falcone women that are like left on the show well we haven't really had other falcon women but like you know these falcons are dropping like flies between carmine and mario and uh (laughs) every episode they die (laughs) (laughs) yes um so and it was funny because uh we we made fun of an old spider-man comic on classics years ago because it opens with the avengers saying we've stared at this picture long enough and that's kind of how the scene opens up like we stared at this picture of mario long enough and I guess they, like, photoshopped, like, Mario's actor with, like, Crystal Reed in, like, a photograph. Because I doubt that they called that actor back just to, like, pose with Crystal Reed in a picture, you know? <laughs> if they did, yeah. what, what 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 an easy paycheck for him. I mean, there could be, like, a deleted scene in the DVDs where they, they have a flashback between the two of them. But you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we never got to see the brother and sister together. And it's... It is. It, it, we're all about family with the Falcons, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's why Lee skipped her father-in-law's funeral, and why Sophia may or may not have skipped her brother's wedding. Unless I mean, we forget, in the comics, there is at least one more Falcone sibling that they can kill off. Yeah, <laughs> who Gordon could just kill off the gate. There's nothing. The con. There's nothing that actually contradicts, like if Sophia was or wasn't at Mario's wedding, like in that dialogue. Like they could have met before. Like they're not saying nice to finally meet you. It's just like it, well, wasn't it's Falcone a, said like you know you you must stay away from Gotham like it was a big deal for her to leave Miami to Gotham. Yeah, I mean maybe she was at the wedding and sat in like the third row and like you know like why would he bring her did. there though in that instance like why would he it's not her brother's wedding she could she she could leave Miami for an afternoon <laughs> and he was with her I mean say what and he was with her too it wasn't like she was alone yeah, exactly nothing bad happened to any of his kids on that wedding day at all <laughs> <laughs> you mean this wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but actually speaking speaking of you know Gordon and his actions, uh, I was shocked like how quickly like Lee was able to turn on Gordon because she's like ah so you know <laughs> she wants revenge on Jim she she like tells Nigma there's no soul searching there's no like resignation like it's what I must do she like very quickly just like immediately says well. I'll just tell her every single crime that Jim's ever committed. I know crimes that other people don't even know about. I was like, dang, Lee. Now, she's trying to protect the Narrows and, like, poor, impoverished people. So I totally get that. Like, she's not doing it. Yeah, she she does say, this isn't me hating Jim. This is me protecting uh, these people that have adopted. But, but like, there's no, oh, what a tortured choice. Like, you know, she has no problem taking down Jim Gordon. You know, like, <laughs> uh, and I was actually wondering too, like, okay, like crimes that he's committed that only other people know. And I know that there's some, and the one that I immediately thought about was that mob hit that he does uh, for Penguin at the beginning of season two. Cause I remember him confessing that to Lee at the end of uh, the season two premiere. I would think that no one cares about 
who killed Galavan anymore since like Butch Gilzine like killed him a second time. So it's like, what are they going to do? Charge Gordon for like the first murder when like he was clearly alive after that. I was trying to try him for child endangerment. It's like, he's going to kill the kid. Get out of my way. That's, that's yeah, one but- of the most appalling things he's ever done. <laughs> Lee doesn't know about that though, but like, <laughs> she doesn't. Sophia's what are some other crimes that Lee would know that Gordon's done that no one else has? I don't. I. I. I if, great. If we had time, I, I would. I would go through it, but we, I. I can't yeah. think of it right now. Now, the, this plotline did have what I. What I think is the best line of the episode, where Nigma goes to Lee and says, and I quote, "Your ex has been sleeping." With your dead husband's mafiosa sister, like, <laughs> and she's like, enough, Ed. I don't want to hear any more. Well, there's lots more. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> there's even a song. Come on, Martine, sing it again. I saw. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Wait, Martine's alive? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> yeah, th- 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 that line sums up. <laughs> Like, they're like, they're like the last series of like Gotham Chronicle jokes we've been making the last year. Yeah, like, <laughs> and just how crazy it is. And Gordon's what I call, what did I say? Like, he's made horrible decisions sexually. Is I think what I said. <laughs> oh yeah. And I, I like how Lee just like rolls her eyes at that. Like, okay. <laughs> I think she probably likes to like, force it out of her brain so she can concentrate. Because if she thinks about it even further, she'll just like uh, project, uh, you know, uh, projectile vomit. Well, and to me, like, <laughs> because everyone who's mentioned that has been disgusted. Barbara Falcone. And now, like, 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 it's, it's something where it's like you can't just like write write that off. It's, it's a, it's a sick thing to have happen. I hope that she like mentions that to Gordon, like you know, the next time they meet, like, hey, so like, don't you think that it's a little inappropriate that you slept with my sister-in-law? Like, no, it's a lot inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> homeless, homeless cop. Uh... Here, you can join us next time if you want. Ew, no. <laughs> now I know you're in the hospital, but hear me out. <laughs> oh come on! It'll help save the narrows. <laughs> like, Lee, you're not actually considering this, are you? Well, Nigma, it will save the narrows. Speaking of saving, if only Lee had somebody with her in that scene where she was being tortured. If only she would have brought, I don't know, like a big, strong guy, someone with superhuman strength who who obeys her every order. Somebody who's loyal to her, who's in the Narrows, maybe like a fighter, maybe someone with like kind of, you know, like um, a butch, you know, body frame or something like that, you know, like. Uh... Where was Sabbath in this episode? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Grundy, like, who, who who's still missing, which uh, we brought up last night, too, that like Nigma and Lee are both like leaving Grundy without a babysitter. And yeah, he's not five years old, but like. And they don't know that he's Butch again, so shouldn't they be worried that, like, if they leave him alone, he'll, like, see, like, fire and, like, smash something or, like, kidnap a little girl or, like, take Tabitha to the top of the Empire State Building or that, like, the, 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 or that the evil fox from Pinocchio will, like, try and, like, you know, get, like, him to, like, rob stores for him or something. Oh, my God. Who was, yeah, like, like, Johnny Honest or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I haven't seen that movie in, like, you. I just remember, like, a con man fox or something. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> check out this movie from like, from, like I think nineteen thirty nine or something. <laughs> from the year Batman was created. <laughs> I think that was actually that was actually Snow White. I think I think uh, uh, Pinocchio was in nineteen forty. But moving on, it's another company. Um, yeah. I agree. I agree that like this is one of those instances where like the character's gone and there's not a good there's a good there's not a good reason why they're gone. 
I mean, you could say that um, she, like, Lee didn't feel threatened. Like, so maybe that's why, like, she didn't take Solomon Grundy. Because, like, she she didn't necessarily think that Sophia was going to, like, do anything to her. I don't know. That's... But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, I want to say to mention that like um, that was terrific acting by Marina Bakarin. That was horrifying. And like when it was when I was watching on my television, my mom walked in. What's that noise? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it, having a hand on Gotham is like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like having a hand on Star Wars. It's going, it's going to lose it one sooner or later. Yeah, like uh, Tabitha Butch. Uh, um, did Barnes lose a hand? I forget. Yes, because. Uh, he it, yeah because I feel that he escaped by cutting his. I mean he has a he has like a sickle hand for some reason. Yeah, it's, Wait, I, I used to remember more I, of this try, stuff. I don't yeah I don't remember if you lost a hand. Oh but 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 uh, but uh, but uh, he, he um um who chopped off? Oh no no well, well Alfred stabbed uh, Catherine's hand. Yeah and um and Jada Pinkett Smith stabbed uh uh I mean Fish Moody she stabbed Oswald's hand in that one episode in season one too so it's. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hands are, and I think like Penguin like cut off a guitar player's fingers for some reason in season one. They were like blackmailing, like got like they needed. Oh, they needed to get a restaurant so they can set a trap for Maroni. So like Penguin like chopped off a guitar player's hands because like this like it, it was a weird side quest. The manager's like, I will only let you have this restaurant if you like make my daughter break up with this like marriage that I don't want to happen. Um, but I mean, this conversation is also a side quest right now. So <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that, that was brutal. Lee Sophia stuff. Um, I can't comment on it too much more without speculating because I, I know a little bit of what's coming because Fox sent me some previews. So, uh, uh, <laughs> I recuse myself from the rest of that conversation. Oh, that, by the time this, this episode gets out, uh, that episode will air. <laughs> Shut up. Well, no, I mean, yeah, there's yeah. no way it can. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. We're, we're, we're recording. I mean, like we said, listeners, we're recording this late, but, uh, I did make a joke last night that uh, I, w- I liked, so I'm going to repeat it, that, like, <laughs> Lee was, like, offering to, like, sing, like, a canary, like, for this Gordon thing. like A black I, canary. I, 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 joked that, I joked that it was, like, you know, she was, like, a Robert Mueller witness that, like, turned, you know, like, okay, I'll cooperate. You know? Well, if you wanted to put that in, uh, actually, that will complete, that will, that will tangent the shit out of this episode. <laughs> oh, I mean. Oh, I, just had a news, oh, okay. I just had a news alert. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm curious, but yeah, we got to finish the episode. <laughs> oh, I'm curious now. Like, <laughs> my, my, Jim Gordon's been indicted for the murder of, you know, like Mario Pepper, Theo Gallivan, random mafia guy, <laughs> uh, uh, Alexander, for the, the, that, that little kid that, like, got stabbed and uh, <laughs> parking without parking in a handicap zone. Ste- and, uh, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, stealing Bullock's car. <laughs> Stealing, but yeah, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, <laughs> My car! <laughs> Putting Batgirl stickers all over it. <laughs> Gordon goes on Twitter. This, this is my last joke, and then we're moving on. But like, Gordon like goes on Twitter like, "This is a total witch hunt," you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Read Donald Trump's tweets in, in the homeless cop voice. Yeah, I'm sure people um, have no knowledge of those. The the other plot line is Nigma getting reawakened and uh there's lots of jokes about arkham having bad security over the years but like arkham's security was so bad this episode that for some reason oswald cobblepot was able to like wander freely through the asylum into the admission guy's office that's a good point like, i didn't think about that yeah like like th- this is like someone's office like and some of these people he he's in there because they think that he killed a kid so like 
wouldn't they be worried that like this potential child murderer is like going into the office uh, who and, and could like kill the admissions guy? I don't know why he just didn't, 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 did, did not go to prison for that, but whatever. Um, yeah, he walks in there like 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 it's um like like it's a boarding school. Like, like yeah, it's exactly. And there is an admissions office, like it is a boarding school. Um, I did not have too much to say about the Enigma plot. Like, I I do kind of roll my eyes at the whole like he tricked himself thing, and like he's arguing with himself like Gollum, and he's gonna kill himself, and you know whatever. Well, I mean, um, I like the acting. I like the Nygmapopot reunion. Um, I did like that. Uh, and I, I guess that, like, the Riddler's back by the end of this episode. So it was, it was, it wasn't, I, I don't think I disliked a lot of stuff in this episode, but, like, um, so, so I, I didn't dislike this. Uh, there's not much to say about it, but I, I liked it. I thought the acting was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I at least, I at least like the acting, and I'm glad that the two of them are together. Um, and we spoke about this more last night, but it, it, you know, take a shot, but it's basically, I don't like the whole Riddler being, like, a different persona from Edward Nigma. Like, is because it's not Harvey. We talked about that the like entire a, show. Yeah, it's not like a split personality. It's it's like he's the Riddler. It's a compulsion, and um, they're they're kind of playing this duality thing more. And when I interviewed Corey Michael Smith at Tumblr headquarters last month, he said he was even talking about them like they were separate people. He's like, we've seen Edward Nigma in love, but we've never seen the Riddler in love. And I'm like, but have we? But okay, the, this is this is what they're going with. So you know. I guess I should, you know, <laughs> sit back and 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 kind of accept it the way that I have accepted other stuff in the show. That's like that's different, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, well, like when, like when if if next episode Bruce like gets a rocket ship or something, I should just accept it. No, <laughs> you have way too lenient uh, limits on the sh- on the, the crap the show pulls off. But uh, I do digress. I, I, I've hated on the show when they've done things that I haven't liked. Um, <laughs> But not as consistently as I have. <laughs> no, not as consistently as you. Although, like, um, I, I think you and I have said before that, like, this is our favorite season in a while. I, I say a while, like, there's only been four seasons. Oh, but but... I, I do think that the show, I mean, I, I would say that the show has actually gotten better with each season in terms of interest and entertainment quality. I mean, I, I would say that, like, in terms of writing, eh, but, like, uh, char- I mean, but by this point, you, you care about the characters enough that, like, what happens to them is interesting. So that was reunion. The next episode is called. It's like a real mouthful I'm, of an episode. It's like bread and yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm going back to the futon critic right now. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is just like season one, where like you know the episodes were like these weird, long, nonsensical things. The a sinking ball of ship, meat and mudness. The, Sorry. <laughs> the sinking ship. The grand applause. Does it, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Uh, I'm sure it will all become clear, like next episode. You know, like we didn't know what reunion meant in this episode. Yes, we do. Like people reunite. Gordon and Bullock. Actually, it's Bullock and Gordon. Try to. That's what it says in the thing. I just read it reverse. Try to track down someone who is key in Sophia's control over Gotham. My guess is Martine, um, because he is in the. Well, spoiler alert. Meanwhile, Penguin Lee Enigma enlist an unlikely ally as they seek revenge, and Selina asks Bruce for a favor to help her get rid of her guilt over Ivy in the all-new A Dark Knight, The Sinking Ship, The Grand Applause. And the guest cast list is Anthony Kerrigan as Victor Zaz, Headhunter's back. Um, <laughs> yeah. Stu Large Riley as Samson. That's that guy that, like, Lee tried to poison and who was also in this episode. Um... Nathan Darrow as Mr. Freeze, and Christopher Convery is back as, because you demanded it, and by you I mean Jan, 
and that girl on Twitter, and let's face it, you and I, Martine. <laughs> Will Martine save Gotham or destroy it? <laughs> That's what I like to see. <laughs> he's, he's got like a 1970s lightsaber in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> he's, and he's dressed like he's, he's in karate practice. And uh, I, I will mention this just because it's a funny story um, is uh, this episode is because we're recording this late, like airing tonight. But like um, Fox sends previews of the episodes sometimes and they didn't send a preview for this one, but they sent a preview for the one after it. And I couldn't help it. I had to watch. So I don't know what happens in this episode, but I know what happens in the one after it, which like kind of gives me clues about what happens. So it's actually really weird. Like <laughs> I have like context of how the episode ends, but like not exactly what goes down. So <laughs> it's, it's, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be fun to talk about on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that they would send them in order, but Hey, I was just glad to get them. Like, wow. Like, the episode ends. I can't believe that Martine flew away in a rocket ship with Alan and Montoya. You know, like it was the only way to save us from that asteroid. I was like, wow, last episode must have been insane. <laughs> we'll miss you, uh, Reptar. Good luck and Godspeed. <laughs> so until next time, this is Josh. This is done. This is Jan. And this is Dustin. No, no, and this is Gordon. <laughs> ben McKenzie, what are you doing here? And this is Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Ding! This is Brad, and you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast. Be-wee-wee-wee-wee.